Hi everyone, my name is Eric Lennon and I'm a marketing consultant and lead here over at Red Path Consulting Group. Today I have Peter Bernardi uh, on Skype with me to talk a little bit about form assembly. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Thanks, Eric. Hey everyone, this is Peter Bernardi. I'm a channel solutions engineer at Form Assembly. I run our partners program, uh, deal with all sorts of consultants, uh, almost exclusively in the Salesforce area, and like to talk a lot about technical use cases, of which we have plenty today. So last week we talked about account management, uh, specifically around account-based marketing. So if you want to go see that video, you can head over to YouTube or iTunes or Stitcher to uh, listen to them via the audio portion or YouTube for the video portion. So Peter, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is form assembly and how would you describe it to someone that's never heard about it before? Sure. So form assembly at a high level is a drag and drop web form building tool very easy to use, very functional, uh, that connects to Salesforce and many other services. So if you think of web forms traditionally, web to lead, uh, web to case as the more generic ones out of Salesforce, but the tool is fully customizable both on the front end and the back end integration to Salesforce. Awesome. So I know a little bit about form assembly, uh, but for the folks that are in the marketing kind of world, how do someone say a marketer, a marketing strategist or a content marketer uh, how would they use form assembly to help with some of their specific use cases? Definitely. On the marketing side, we're going to see two really big ones. The first are going to be all of your outbound campaigns being web to lead. So whether that's through the email channel, through other SEO efforts, uh, direct social media uh, encounters, blog posts, much like the one we're doing, you can use a form assembly form to intelligently capture that data and bring it into your Salesforce org. So what we can do is, is we can have our Salesforce connector set up to not only just create leads in, in a more simplistic manner, but also look them up, update ex existing records, check first for a lead or a contact, and really dedupe your data as it comes in. So your lists are a lot cleaner, your campaigns are much more knowledgeable, and you build all that information. And then on the flip side of that, we have the stay in contact forms. Uh, of course, that's gonna be going away this year in Salesforce. Um, but for a recapture or drip type campaign, all of those stay in contact can be used with our pre-fill connector to pull information from Salesforce into a web form and then have them one click submit and update their information. Cool. So uh, from the marketing side of things, I'm a, I'm a marketing consultant and I consult on a platform called Pardot. Uh, so how would FormAssembly work with people that are using FormAssembly for other purposes or with um, uh, uh, use cases like Pardot or other marketing automation tools? For sure. So whether you're on Marketing Cloud or Pardot specifically, uh, FormAssembly works seamlessly with that. Uh, we can push data to the F Pardot form handlers. And that's a use case we use internally all the time. We use Pardot ourselves for all of our email deliverability and marketing drip campaigns. Uh, we will have an official Pardot mm -hmm. connector coming out soon. Um, but right now you can use the HTTP connector to push those Pardot form handlers updating everything from campaign to score, pushing them to different drip campaigns within Pardot. So all that information that you normally would work with a Pardot form or a Salesforce form, you can use FormAssembly and the Pardot form handler to accomplish that same goal. Very cool. So let's move over from marketing to sales now. So as a sales manager or VP of sales or even just some of your uh, sales executives, how could those different roles use FormAssembly? For sure. Uh, something we do internally, again, to use our own examples, uh, all of our SDRs put notes on their calls with a form that's built right into Salesforce. So we have a button built into the lead layout in Salesforce that's just SDR notes or call notes, however you want to structure that. 
what that will do is, again, with the prefill, pull in the information like Salesforce ID, first name, last name, phone number, their role at the company, even last activity. So you can compare that and reference that in a call. So they can open up this notes page before they make a call, dial in, reference the previous activity they've had with this prospect, and then also upload new notes from this call, logging the actual call and activity, logging those additional notes, changing uh, them over from a lead to a contact, updating an opportunity. So you have lots of different ways to interact with multiple objects in the Salesforce connection, which has really become a core tenant of our, our connection to Salesforce. It's using all of those custom and standard objects in multiple fashion on every type of submission. Really cool. So what about nonprofits? We do have a lot of nonprofits of our own nonprofit customers using FormAssembly for various uses. What are some of the use cases that you've come up with various nonprofits using FormAssembly? Yeah, we have tons of nonprofit customers and really the drivers behind those sales are going to be two things, a donation form and event registration. Because every nonprofit out there, of course, has to have fundraising campaigns, other types of awareness campaigns, a little bit more in the marketing space. And in addition to Salesforce, we also connect to a number of payment processors, Stripe, Authorize.net, Chargent, Cybersource, IATS, uh, all the, the major players in the space we can connect to. So you can not only pre-fill information into a form, have one of your donors go in, confirm that's their information, set a gift amount, make that a recurring gift if you want, hmm. update all that information to Salesforce and still process the payment. So really powerful stuff on the donation side and then coupling that with event registration, you could have both of them even together. Registering for an event, updating a campaign member on a campaign, setting their status to attending, uh, having a check-in form at the, at the actual event, updating that same object, and then taking payment for registration as well. It sounds like a lot of people have mapped out almost the, the whole process within FormAssembly, so they don't really need to go to other apps. It's all in one platform now. Definitely, and that's something that, as our customers have found, the more you use FormAssembly and the more you buy into it, a lot more value is going to be derived from that one licensed cost versus having a forms product, an event management product, an email deliverability platform. It's much more bifurcated in that way, but simplifying your stack brings a lot more value. So I want to dig a little bit deeper and see what are some of the other cool use cases. You touched on some of the ones that I think a lot of organizations and companies are looking at as far as event management, uh, some payment processing. But uh, what are some of the other cool things that other organizations could use with FormAssembly? Yeah, to, to stay on the topic of your actual Salesforce stack, since we can push to any custom object, that also excludes, includes AppExchange apps. So whether you're pushing to a TaskRay, VisitOps, some of our more established connections, or literally any AppExchange app, all of that information is exposed in the FormAssembly connector. So for example, TaskRay, you can have a form set up in front of a TaskRay project to then feed information right into that application. Since it lives in Salesforce, we can push that, that data, hard code in all sorts of values or triggers into the connector. And then, for example, if you're running an IT service desk and are using that task management platform, all of your ticketing requests can come through a form assembly form, pushed into a task rate project, and then automatically assigned to one of your technicians. That's a pretty slick process. Yeah, and we have that process also, whether you're going to be in office or out in the field. Uh, another kind of new use case I've seen with field workers is having uh, 4G-enabled mobile devices, whether that's a phone or a tablet, going out making house calls. They can pre-fill that form when they get to their job site, maybe out of a map anything type of product. Go in, take notes, add products to an opportunity, close out that opportunity, bill, and even have the customer sign for that right on the spot. So they can close out that entire sale and that entire visit 
and getting payment at the same time all in one step instead of having to go and take notes manually, type mm -hmm. it into Salesforce later, send an invoice, worry about collecting. All of that process happens immediately. Cool. Well, I think I just learned a new idea for one of our clients. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Salesforce stack and, and how FormAssembly can work with a lot of the, the whole Salesforce ecosystem, whether it be some of the standard uh, Salesforce objects or custom objects you built, or even some of the app exchange apps. Now let's take a step back outside of Salesforce and what, what does that look like for FormAssembly and how other clients could use it? Definitely. The, the biggest one I see is probably going to be a Marketo type. So you have an email deliverability platform outside of Salesforce that you're still going to be using and dedicated to. Our HTTP connector is great for that. That's kind of our catch-all connector to really any web service, whether that's a Marketo with an exposed API, something you've built in-house that you just have an endpoint to push to. Mm -hmm. The HTTP connector will allow you to connect many different systems. Uh, of course, outside of that, we have lots of connectors um, outside of Salesforce, as mentioned before, like the payment connectors, um, and we have new connectors coming out pretty much every quarter. So there's lots of different ways you can integrate, but that HTTP connector is going to be the strongest for connecting to a thing like Marketo, as I mentioned, and Eventbrite, if you want to have a true platform. So you can connect your, your other stacks outside of Salesforce still to FormAssembly, and the beauty is you can do it all in the same form. You don't have to have dedicated Salesforce forms and dedicated external forms. One form can push to Salesforce and a Stripe connector and an HTTP process. So no matter how, what products you're using and how you've established that stack, all that information gets to the right place. Oh, nice. Okay, so now I wanna talk a little bit about the platform. So uh, my favorite features that I've used with some other forms uh, are some of like the dynamic uh, pre-fill. So depending on who's filling out that form, how does that work? or dependencies, so building out logic within it. So if you fill out this form, um, it brings you to another form. If you click this field, you have a set of dependent other fields that would go inside of that to then push additional data into that form. Yeah, so we have lots of different ways to manage that type of data interaction. Um, first, as you mentioned, pre-filling out of Salesforce, really powerful. Uh, we do that with URL parameters. So if you can imagine pushing a contact ID through a form um, dynamically out of an email campaign is probably the most straightforward one. Uh, that will allow you to, just as you push information to Salesforce, pull information out of objects and fields and put that into the form fields themselves. Those can still be edited if you want and updated, uh, doing a bit more of that progressive profiling. It has become very popular lately, especially within Pardot. So that type of interaction is one that is really powerful with pre-filling. And then all of the dynamics and dependencies that are built in happen in two different places. So one, you can have dependencies and dynamic content within a specific form. Mm, so okay. that's say, so, if, if I answer question one in a certain way, question two is gonna show a different option for me. You can also string forms together in a bit of a workflow. So say I have two forms that go together. One is gonna be um, taking basic information, just like contact information and availability. I'm gonna then push that to Salesforce, run some processes, get back some information, and then pre-fill a specific second form, whether that's form two, three, or four in the process, with all that, those results and that resulting data, allowing me to build out a more dynamic workflow, so form to form, as well as working with those field dependencies within a specific form. Cool, so really you're bringing a lot of automation into this form, so it's not so reliant on a lot of the automation of Salesforce, you can keep them a little bit more separated so that 
you know that all the automations happening within FormAssembly are going to be within the FormAssembly platform, and all the automations related to Salesforce are happening within Salesforce. So I think it's pretty valuable to point out that you can have a delineation between those two systems so you don't have a lot of mix of automations because with a lot of orgs that I've worked with, you have a lot of moving parts, and it's hard to keep track of all those different pieces and what touches what data or what uh, touches what object. So I think that's helpful to point out that, you know, there's a clear line in the sand of where you can do a lot of this stuff within FormAssembly or other apps, and then what can remain within Salesforce to do some of that backend processing. Definitely. And a lot of the times that I've seen customers come back with the overwhelming positive reviews is because they don't think of FormAssembly as a forms product. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, given the name, we still build forms, but it's much more of a business process automator, like you said, getting those flows in, getting our business processes lined up so that we know what work we're doing outside of Salesforce, and then we can simplify our Salesforce org, because as we've all seen, lots of triggers and all these other notions yep. of, of automation within Salesforce can sometimes get really complicated and really expensive, but using a drag and drop kind of WYSIWYG product outside of Salesforce has a lot of benefits for those business users that don't necessarily have to use more technical resources to get it done in Salesforce. They can do it themselves in a product like FormAssembly. Cool. Well, I think this is a pretty good overview for everyone that's trying to learn a little bit about form assembly, and I really appreciate your time today. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about at all? Yeah, I'd just like to mention, um, you know, we're on AppExchange as well, so we do have single sign-on into Salesforce. Should you want to build within the Salesforce platform, um, lots of different discount opportunities for nonprofits working with partners. Um, but really, my my one takeaway and challenge is to think of forms as more than forms, as I alluded to before. Look at which processes you can bring online whether that's an application process, a registration process, cut down on that paper and time from your employees and get to a better, truer, automated state where all the data flows properly. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. And thank you guys for tuning in for this week's RedCast. We hope to catch you next time. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, sir. See you.